Hello and welcome back. I'm Aaron Abke and this is Map of Consciousness, Episode 2. Today we're going to be unpacking Dr. Hawkins' explanation of the polarities of consciousness, which he referred to as power versus force. And if you're a regular on my channel, then you know that I do talk a lot about polarity very often, especially as it relates to the law of one and the service to others and service to self paths. And I believe that Dr. Hawkins' work on power versus force is going to provide us with many more connections and insights into the nature of polarity. So with that being said, let's get into it. One of the first major distinctions between power and force or positive and negative polarities is the difference in their function. Force can be defined as that which acts against something or in opposition to something, whereas power can be defined as that which acts in harmony with or in unison with something. Power transforms everything that it comes in contact with by virtue of what it is, and power never loses energy when it acts, whereas force always drains energy from itself when it acts, and if its actions are successful, it also drains energy from that which it acts against. Force is defined as the negative path because the service to self path gains in polarity by manipulating, controlling, or possessing free will. The whole purpose of force is to gain power over others by essentially tricking them into acting against their own best interest. And this is why force always requires some kind of sacrifice. You have to give up some of your freedoms or your free will in exchange for safety or protection or whatever the promise is. You might think of the classic example of selling one's soul to the devil in exchange for fame or wealth or what have you. And we all know how that story usually works out. Now, power, on the other hand, has an irresistible gravitational pull to it, and it never requires any sacrifice from anyone involved. You might think of the smell of delicious food or the vision of beauty in that just one contact with it transforms one into the likeness of that power. So forgiveness is a perfect example of power in that it transforms and uplifts the state of consciousness of the forgiver as well as the one who is forgiven, and neither person in this exchange lose anything and both only gain from it. So as we've said before, below 200 are the force states and above 200 are the power states. And power states from 200 to 1000 are exponential as one moves up the scale. Whereas force states from 0 to 199 are simply linear. And this means that those who calibrate in the power states are creating a much higher degree of charge in the collective consciousness than those who calibrate in the force states. This fact alone is basically the sole reason why this planet has been saved from polarizing service to self. Because at the time of writing Power vs. Force in 1994, Dr. Hawkins determined that 78% of humanity calibrated below the critical line of 200, using, of course, the applied kinesiology muscle testing that we went over in last week's episode. 
But at that time, even though 78% were below 200, the overall LOC of the planet calibrated at 207. Now, 30 years later, at the time of this recording, muscle testing shows that about 72 to 73% of the collective consciousness now calibrates below 200, which brings the overall calibration of the planet somewhere between 225 and 230, which is really remarkable progress. And this is again because of the exponential nature of the power states. Each level of consciousness in the power states is to the power of, to the power of, the previous level of consciousness. And this has been demonstrated with consciousness calibration as well. To give you an idea of how much stronger the power states are, one person who calibrates at 500 offsets 750,000 people who calibrate below 200. Or you could say, the same level of power is generated by one person at 500 as 750,000 people below 200. This can also be seen through the nature of light and darkness, that just one single match flame can illuminate a dark room, as light is exponentially more powerful than darkness. But even more so, one person who calibrates at 600 offsets 10 million people below 200, and one person who calibrates at 700 offsets 70 million people below 200. And this is why, according to the Law of One, at least 90% of planets in the universe become positively polarized. Because in order to become negatively polarized, it requires an almost complete dominion of force in order to offset those who calibrate in the power states. At least 95% or greater negative polarization. Whereas power only requires 51% or greater to become positively polarized. One more example we can look at to see the difference between power and force is to consider negative and positive states of being. Fear, for example, can be a very strong state of consciousness to be trapped in. However, it doesn't take that much effort to begin transcending fear. Even just a few therapy sessions or a few months of studying A Course in Miracles and one can begin to learn how to become aware of fear how to observe it and stop energizing it. But compare that with how much effort it would take to resist genuine love. I'm not talking about emotional infatuation, but the real, unconditional recognition of shared being with someone else. Everybody wants to be loved because love is our true nature. And so love as a state of being has incredible power and is incredibly difficult to resist. Virtually no matter who love comes from, it is basically irresistible. And this is shown in many movies where the villain becomes transformed by the power of one act of love or kindness towards them. As evil as they may have appeared to be, it only took one encounter with love to crack them open. And this is why negatively polarized beings in the universe stay far away from beings who are highly positively polarized because just one encounter with genuine love can depolarize an enormous amount of negative energy. To see the difference between power and force more clearly, we might consider the age-old struggle between a people and their government. 
Dr. Hawkins has described the way that world governments are always based in force, being a top-down system that is built to protect and enhance itself by any means necessary. And the people always become that means. Force always relies on taking power from the other, because force has no inherent power in itself. And this is why any appearance of virtue or selflessness put forward by a government towards its people is almost always just a clever tactic to earn the trust of their people that they wish to disempower. And throughout human history, people have typically been none the wiser to this strategy and tend to just go along subserviently with whatever demands their government makes of them. And slowly, inch by inch, year after year, their freedoms are eroded away. And this can be seen by the fact that there is not one piece of evidence in recorded human history of a government taking a right or a freedom away from their people and then giving it back freely. It always has to be fought back tooth and nail by the people. And so this is why force must be incredibly smart and crafty and deceitful and plan miles in advance because if their victims catch on to what they're doing, it can all be over in an instant. And this has happened also numerous times in human history where a population has caught on to what their government's really doing to them and has taken power back in a matter of hours. All it requires is unity and awareness. Take a look at this graph, for example. This is a chart from Forbes that shows how much money the Federal Reserve has printed over time leading up to 2020. It also shows how much force is required to pull off this massive power grab during the last two years of the pandemic. In order to pay for all the collusion between Big Pharma, the federal government, Big Tech, and the corporate news media, the Federal Reserve has printed over $12 trillion in the last two years. 27 billion new dollars out of thin air every single day since the beginning of the pandemic and over 80% of all the new money printed has gone to the billionaire class, which has resulted in over 500 new billionaires. This is how much money and force it requires to psychologically manipulate and control an entire population. And yet all of that money would be useless tomorrow if people simply came together and stopped cooperating with their own oppressors. And that kind of power cannot be bought or taken away. It is inherent to our very being. So as you can see, people are never really in bondage to their government or to anything. They are only in bondage to the illusion of bondage. Because in reality, people have all of the power. If they would only realize it and come together, there is nothing that force could do to them any longer. What would a tyrannical government do if suddenly all of their population unified together and refused to comply with their demands? They can't kill their whole population for not complying because then they would have no one to rule over and thus no power at all. So no matter what way you slice it, force is entirely dependent on willful cooperation to succeed. And that's the good news that power is so much more exponentially stronger than force, just as light is to darkness, that the only hope force has of succeeding 
is to keep their victims in darkness. But the moment that power wakes up to itself, the game is over. This is the current predicament humanity finds itself in. This is also why the greatest gift we can give to mankind is our own spiritual evolution. If each one of us began prioritizing our spiritual development above all else, we would watch the world begin to change before our very eyes. Reaching a 500 level, for example, is absolutely attainable for anyone in this lifetime. It only requires that you have opened your heart to all creation, removed your judgments, and begun to see the Creator's essence within everything. Forgiveness is the most important spiritual practice for reaching a 500 level, and at that level, it requires nearly a million people calibrating under 200 to counterbalance your frequency. That, my friends, is enormous power. And each one of us has that potential within us right now. Transcending the levels of consciousness is about understanding each level of consciousness presents its own unique obstacles, and everyone is in the midst of overcoming a specific obstacle to their awareness of the Creator. The evolution of consciousness is always happening, but the frequency of that evolution can be extremely slow, moderate, or extremely fast, depending on the level of sincerity, desire, and dedication to the path of awakening. Dr. Hawkins calibrated that the average person only increases their LOC by five points in a human lifetime. Even just the act of learning the scale of consciousness will increase someone's LOC by 10 to 20 points alone. A human lifetime is a very precious thing to waste, and yet that is what the vast majority of humanity is doing. If we want to awaken them to the truth of who they are, and what is truly available in this lifetime, we must awaken ourselves first, to the highest degree possible. A few months ago, my partner and I were curious to calibrate the percentages of each level of consciousness on the planet to get a better picture of where we're currently at. And we made sure to calibrate each level straight through to the end without adding anything up to ensure that the numbers we were getting were accurate. And amazingly, the math added up perfectly. And this is what the calibrations showed. Now, these numbers have been rounded to whole numbers and keep in mind that these percentages will fluctuate slightly every few months. But this can be seen as a rough estimate of where humanity currently is at the time of this recording. Around 35% calibrate between 0 and 99, and 37% between 100 and 199. This is encouraging because it means that those calibrating below 200 are slowly progressing higher. At the time of Christ, for example, the planet's LOC calibrated at around 90, which means that levels 0 to 99 comprised 50% or more of the planetary population. Of the remaining 28% above 200, 12% of the population calibrates between 200 and 299 at integrity, 8% between 300 and 399 at acceptance, 5% between 400 and 499 at reason, and about 3% between 500 and 599 at the level of love. And these are the people currently on Earth that will not have to reincarnate here again unless they choose to do so. 
As you can see, there is a massive drop-off into the 600s at the level of enlightenment. Because just like level 499 is the great hurdle of moving from the intellect to the heart, which very few pass over, to move from 599 to 600 requires one to transcend duality and dualistic perception altogether. In fact, of the roughly 3% in the 500s, less than 0.4% even make it to the level of joy at 540. Dr. Hawkins says that less than 1 in 10 million people ever reach the level of enlightenment, which means that there's roughly 7 to 800 people currently calibrating at 600 or above. And as time moves forward, all of these percentages will continue to shift from force over to power, which has an exponential effect on the collective consciousness. And as the sea level of consciousness on our planet continues to rise, more awakenings will happen and more enlightened beings will incarnate here, each one counterbalancing another 10 plus million people below 200. I believe that by the time our planet calibrates at 300 collectively, there will be virtually no more major corruption left on our planet, and humanity can begin stepping into our destiny as an enlightened civilization, where our interstellar family is awaiting us. Once humanity realizes the power of unity, nothing will be impossible for us, and we are moving closer to that realization each and every day. So, in the meantime, keep awakening, evolving, and expanding your consciousness. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.